It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who are going to be this year's most prolific rookie passers and receivers? We've got takes to share with you today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate you all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Joe, we are diving back into the rookie pool today, which should be fun. This was originally scheduled content for yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan Taylor happened. And then Granted we permission about, to seek a trade. And we talked about Jonathan Taylor and... And then we debated about Jonathan Taylor again in the pre-show today. Yeah. But that's it's water under the bridge. Wait a minute. Before we put the water under the bridge. Oh, boy. Are yeah. we sure? He, like, are we sure he gets traded? Have we have we thought about the possibility of this just not happening? I think there's a decent chance that it goes either way. If I had to guess, I would guess he does get traded. I think, I think enough, so, too. I think there's enough of a market and interest here. Yeah. And teams obviously are going to, I think if it happens, it happens soon too. Right. Wouldn't you want to get him in there? You got like two weeks right now before the season starts, like get him, get cut, rolling. Cut downs in six days, roster yeah. cut downs in six days. Deadline spur action. I don't know. Like it's gonna I, be think wild, it, I think if it happens, yeah. it happens in the next week. Yeah. And then maybe it gets revisited the trade deadline if the Colts are not good and but I this think it's weird for him to play there. Doesn't it? Yes. Like the whole thing with the ankle and getting clearly. sent home and then doing rehab away from the team. And right. And man, I'm not going there. It's, it's a weird situation. Yes, it is. Which is why we both think it probably happens and he gets straight. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it more, but that's story for another day. We already committed yesterday to it. Now we are talking rookies and we have a couple of rookies at a couple of different positions and our objective is to kind of put our flag in the ground on how guys are going to perform mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. so this was your idea if would you like yeah. to put it on the t us and get us uh, started here yeah i think we all love to speculate about rookies and impact and production and so that's exactly what we're going to do today first segment we're going to talk about uh the rookie passing leader so we're going to put in order the 
the first round picks and how many passing yards they have. And then a nice little caveat is that you have to come up with a fourth guy. So uh, which of the non first round quarterbacks is going to have the most passing yards. Then we're going to do kind of the same thing for receiving. And then we'll talk about tight ends. There's a lot of tight ends coming out uh, this year as rookies that are going to have roles and we'll kind of debate where the, uh, the most production will be, but we'll start with the quarterbacks and who is going to lead or the order in which they will be in terms of their output of passing yards. And Kyle, I spent this morning kind of putting this together before we got together to record, and this was very, very challenging. I have much greater convictions about what I have to yeah, say the rest of the way, but this one through three between C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young, it's tough. And so I'm interested to hear your order and what your process was to get to that order. Okay, so I think the thing that works against Anthony Richardson is there's going to be a quarterback run dynamic that does not exist with the other two players. Thought about that as well. Asked myself defensively, how, how positioned are these quarterbacks going to be to have to throw the ball out of necessity because of game situation? Mm -hmm. You look at the vacuum of their actual... Of the things that I took into account, one of the things that I put the least amount of weight in was the actual personnel around them on offense. Because it's, how are they going to be used, the player himself, and then what is the typical script of a game going to look like for them? I think C.J. Stroud is going to throw for the most yards. That's what I have as well. I, and Not with a lot of convictions, but I do have him at number one. Right. And the, the hard part with Stroud was I think the floor for Houston's defense is much higher. I think with D'Amico Ryan's there and they did spend and go out and get some guys. There is a ceiling that I think they can pursue. And if that happens, then their floor is going to be higher and you might not need to throw the ball with a great deal of consistency. But I have concerns about the volume of quarterback run game for Anthony Richardson. Mm -hmm. And then from Bryce Young's perspective, I think Carolina's defense from a talent perspective right now is better than Houston's. And then you also have what the protection has looked like for yeah. Carolina and the Bryce Young dynamics of him being an outlier player at the position. For for me to settle on CJ Stroud, I thought a lot a lot of the same things that you did. But what really put him at number one for me was the reps, right? I think he's probably the most repped guy coming out of college, right? And I think that positions him to have some production. Yep. And some of the concerns, like I think I think the Panthers could be playing close games because of their defense, and maybe they won't want to just rely on Bryce to throw the ball that much. And then Anthony Richardson, you know, only like a 13-game starter coming out of College, and then of course you mentioned the rushing dynamic. Um, I, I feel like Stroud is positioned to have the most yards. He might not, but I think that my process leads me to him. So I am in the same boat as you are. I have Bryce Young at two and Anthony Richardson at three. I think if we were doing total yards, I would have Anthony Richardson at two, mm -hmm. if not one. But because it's just the passing yards component. And right now for Indianapolis, 
that's where I start to get to, okay, what's the skill group look like? It's Pittman, really, really good player. Alec Pierce, these tight ends. Isaiah McKenzie. I, I actually just saw, I don't, I don't know what his status is, but he got banged up the other day. Did he? Josh Downs. Josh Downs, but a young player, some growing yeah. pains there. So, yeah, I, I think if, if you're just looking at passing yards, I would put Bryce at two. Yeah, and well, and kind of another thing here with considering this is the systems that you're, they're going to run. You mentioned that, but like Bobby Slowick, Kyle Shanahan, just they find ways to get production out of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I lean, yeah, I lean into that a little bit too. Where I mean, I'm not saying that Shane Steichen and Frank Reich aren't going to get great production out of quarterbacks as well, but there's a little bit more of a of a history there that I can lean on and point to that makes me feel good about it. So what about the other side of this question? Which non-first-round quarterback has the most passing yards? There's some contenders here, a few more than I thought. You can think about Will Levis. You can think, you about, think about Will Levis. Aiden O'Connell. You can think I about think. Clayton Toon. You can think about Dorian Thompson-Randall. I think that's a tough path. Robinson. I always say Randall, don't I? Yeah, you said Randall what yesterday. What is that too, about? I wasn't, I wasn't gonna put you on the spot yesterday, but now you've done it two days in a row and disrespecting wow. my guy. So wow. Is that a pronunciation police issue? Like what is, <laughs> is that like I, the I state trooper it. Compart, component of it? Like yeah. just the yeah. wrong name in general. You get arrested for that. just came in over the top and yeah. <laughs> said no. <laughs> um, okay. My answer is this. Oh, it's either Aiden O'Connell or Clayton Toon. The the Aiden O'Connell dynamic, Jimmy Garoppolo, the starter with the Raiders. Brian Hoyer, the backup, but I mean, O'Connell's been really good in the preseason. Yes. But I do settle on Clayton Toon. I mean, Kyler Murray, not in the picture right now. Colt McCoy slash Clayton Toon. One of those guys is going to be the starter. And like, even if it is Colt McCoy, the guy may not be able to stay in that job, right? He might get banged up. I think there's a pretty, there's the clearest path for Clayton Toon to play quarterback this year and have the most passing yards for a non-first rounder. So you think it's Clayton Toon? I do. Give me Aiden O'Connell. Brian Hoyer's not starting anything. I don't care if he's the backup, right? And Jimmy Garoppolo. How many he's times? All the has, time. How many times has Jimmy Garoppolo started more than ten games in an NFL season? Maybe twice. Twice. Twenty twenty one, fifteen games, and twenty nineteen, sixteen games. Ten last year. Six, three, five, two. And that that most recent or that least recent two was the two games that he started with the Patriots before he got traded to San Francisco. There's not a track record of being available here. He almost didn't pass his physical to sign the darn contract. (laughs) I think we got it down to the right two. It's just a matter of which one. Aiden O'Connell will probably start at least six games this year. Okay. And because of that, he's my choice to be the non-first rounder on this list. Would be completely stunning to me if it was not one of those two players. I agree. I agree. Hey, if you want to look stunning, get Ooh. yourself some bird dogs. These things are awesome. Love this brand. They've got joggers. They've got shorts. And I love their shorts. They have this uh, these khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you that sculpted look. And everybody talks about Lululemon. But bird dogs do the exact same thing, but they actually fit better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff restricting cotton bird dogs they fixed it all 
They invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They're great for the golf course, date night, casual, whatever you want. Bird dogs, they fit the occasion. And they also have this anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NFL or enter promo code lockdown NFL for a white tech hat. It's a good looking hat. You get that free with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. So now we're on to receivers, correct? Yes. So, so we're all passing game today. Passing game. Passing game. And the objective is we have four first-round wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. We want to determine what order their receiving yard production is this year. Is that correct? Yeah. And let me say this as well. One thing that I guess anybody should know at this point is you're always going to be measured against your peers from the same draft class, right? And so for the rest of time, we're going to talk about Addison, Johnston, JSN, Zay Flowers all together because they were part of that same draft class. Just like the quarterbacks, we do it every single year. And so it's fun to look at it from this vantage point to begin with because that's how they're always going to be measured. So... I guess the biggest news out of this group is JSN wrist surgery the other yeah. day, yeah, which is a bummer. Now it might still be back for the start of the season, but had a broken wrist or broken bone, broken bone in his wrist that they needed to get cleaned up. Uh, which if that's all that it is, it's, it's relatively considered the bullet dodged. But at the same time, I've had some JSN takes mm-hmm. as part of the way too aggressive draft dudes bets and said he was going to outproduce either Metcalf or or Lockett, let alone these other guys that got drafted in the first round of this year's class. So little leery right now about the status of that one. I'll tell you this. I don't have JSN at number one, but I don't have him last either. So I have him second. Okay. So who do you have first? Let's, let's start let's there. Do- Let's do your four. Who's your four? My number four is Zay Flowers. Ooh, really? Yeah, I think what this comes down to is the history of the Baltimore Ravens passing offense. It's it's not that prolific every year. Like, it's bottom tiers. 28th last year, 13th the year before that, 32 the year before that, 27th the year before that. And I know there's a new system and all that type of stuff. But you're telling me that Zay Flowers, as a rookie, for a historically – low volume passing offense is going to all of a sudden have this production when Mark Andrews is in the way, Rashad Bateman's in the way, Odell Beckham Jr.'s in the way. I like Zay Flowers. This has nothing to do with Zay Flowers. I think he's going to be a great player for them. But in terms of rookie season passing volume, I see him getting the least of it from any of these receivers. So remind me one of the receivers in front of him. Mark Andrews. Okay, tight end. Now, receivers. 
Odell, you're going to say that they're injured. Odell Beckham. They're, and they're always Beckham. hurt. They're always hurt. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But then over the top of that is just this is not a historically productive passing team. I think Todd Monken's going to come in, and even if it's to the detriment of the entire health of the offense, they've made this decision. They're going mm. to do it. They're going to do it. I'm not saying I don't it's think the be volume's good. there. He's not last. Zay Flowers is not last for me. Quentin Johnston's last for me. Ooh, okay. Listen, you still got Mike Williams. He's always hurt because I just said that. He's always hurt. <laughs> Keep going, Kyle. Who's next? Keenan Allen. He's always hurt. Keenan Allen. You've got Gerald Everett at tight end. Kellen Moore's used the tight end. Like Dalton Schultz has been like a really relevant fantasy football player at the tight end position the last few years because of the offense that he's played in. And now you've got a more athletic player in Gerald Everett in that spot. I just think from Austin Eckler, still going to get the ball a ton. I just think there's so many mouths to feed, even if it is a high-volume passing offense. I just think there's opportunities for the other spots, for those players to outperform. I think Quinton Johnston, who is, and I understand he's look good in camp, He's looked more diverse in camp. There was some route running questions there. How diverse of a menu can he get early on? Those questions for me add up. Quentin Johnston is my fourth place lister. Okay. How do you want to go? Where, don't let me tell you where I have Quentin Johnston next. Just continue that conversation. Uh, do you have him three? I don't have him three. Oh, my God. I got to go get my bird dog's white tech hat. I'll be right back. Uh, I have oh, Quentin. I have Quentin Johnson at number two, and I have a lot of concerns about that. You're insane. Um, <laughs> uh, so Quentin Johnson, I, I think that there's a lot of growth that he needs as a player to be able to come in and produce. With that said, I think that he has the best quarterback of any of these players, and that is something that I value a lot. Uh, we saw this team last year have injuries to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And Josh Palmer had a decent amount of production um, filling in for them, I think, with a better coordinator, with the best quarterback of any of these guys, and like a, I think a path to getting the football. I like Quentin Johnson, and a lot of that's rooted in Justin Herbert. Okay, I have Quentin Johnston uh, three. So I generally agree with what you said but I'm still super high on JSN. The timeline hasn't been thrown off yet. So I think he's going to be kind of the X factor player in Seattle's offense, uh, which is interesting that we both have Jordan, not mentioned Jordan Addison once yet. Yeah. Is that your, that's your one, I assume. Okay. So I've disclosed that Zay Flowers is my four and Quentin Johnson is my two. Yes. And I'm guessing that Jordan Addison's your one. Jordan Addison's my, he's one. my one as well. Consistent quarterback in Kirk Cousins. The running game's not going to be good. Won't be there. Uh, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, but like, who else? KJ Osborne, is that your big takeaway guy from Jordan Addison getting the football? The defense is going to stink. It. I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Flores gets it to overachieve a little bit, but at the same time, the personnel that they have available is not in line with the ideology of what Brian Flores wants to do. See, he's your one, too. Yes, he is. Yeah. So that means you have JSN where? Two? Two. So you have it Addison, JSN. Quentin Johnston. Or no, excuse me, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson. Okay. 
and I have an Addison Johnston JSN Flowers. If JSN was healthy, this is a different conversation, but I think it's just a tough time to get injured, right? Early on, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're kind of still forming your identity as a as an offense and where you all fit together. This is just not the time you want to miss. And then it's, he's going to come back and be healthy a couple weeks into the season and have to just like get it going. He might be That's ready gonna, for the start of the season, man. I hope so. I, I love him too. Love the player, and I, I'm high on Seattle this year, so I'm, I'm excited to see what that can look like. So that's that's wide receivers. Well, the, we have the other caveat here: most receiving yards for a non-first round that's wide receiver. I knew you were going to say that. I sat here and I was like, I, th- this morning I was like, Kyle's just going to say Puka Nakua, unless, just unless like the Rams trade for Jonathan Taylor, in which case I might uh, might change oh, my mind. Oh, say, well, oh, oh, now we want to entertain that, Mister Krabs. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I don't have Puka Nakua on my list. I have Jonathan Mingo from the Carolina Panthers. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I do. I do. This is the guy that I'm going with. I felt like Bryce was looking for him in that game the other day. And I think Bryce is going to work off script a little bit this year. And that's the guy that I just that's feel like. In- What's that? That's good news for Mingo. I think so. Yeah, scramble drills, like just run, run to space and throw it to the like yeah. the big athletic guy. I think he's going to have some of that this year. And I think one of my concerns with Bryson, like I felt it on that Adam Thielen throw where he like scrambled and he like launched it down the field, and you know Thielen was like pinned against the end zone or the the sideline with that the the corner had inside leverage, and I'm like he needs separation in those moments. And I think Jonathan Mingo can Jonathan Mingo can give it to him. I think Mingo Mingo's the most prolific non-first round wide receiver. If I were not going to say Puka Nakua, the two names that I would invoke are Nathaniel Dell with the Texans. You're calling Seems him Nathaniel? Like Nathaniel Dell? Tank Tank Dell. Okay. He's re- he was really vibing there. He looked really good. And uh Rasheed Rice is the other one. Rasheed Rice was on my short list, and so is Jalen Hyatt. Okay. So though, but I went Very with Mingo. Good. Very good. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And folks, it's so easy to create a free job post over at LinkedIn Jobs, and then once you do, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, happy National uh, Senior Bowl watch list release day to you. Saw, saw that, man. The, the Their account put out like the defensive line watch list, and it was like three minutes long, just name after name after name boom, after name. Boom, 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 boom. A lot of, lot of players out there. I'll keep you up to speed for sure. 
Yeah. Um, tight ends. Yes. Okay. So how do you want to, we don't have three first round tight ends. We don't. So how do you want to categorize? Is it just a free for all the three top performers? Free, free for all top three. Okay. Some good options out there. I think the top two are obvious. Ooh, I, I sort of think so too. I didn't know if you would agree with that though. Uh, I think Sam Laporta and his role in the Detroit offense and Dalton Kincaid with the expected role that has been communicated by the team are a very clear tier of one and two. It's just what order you want to put them in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, that's who I have one and two. I have a Kincaid Laporta. Um, I think you'll see more volume passing the football from the Bills with a better quarterback. And man, they're they're just they're asking him to do the Beasley stuff or yeah, Beasley stuff. I don't know why that was weird to say. Cole Beasley stuff. I guess the only counter is uh, I agree with better offense. I agree with better quarterback. From a touches perspective, are there more players in Laporta's way or Kincaid's way? Oh, it's it, I would say it's Laporta. Or there's more players in Kincaid's way. I, I would. I right. think that's fair. I think that's right. fair. So, and, it, and we're doing receiving yards. Receiving yards, yep. Just because he's a Bill, give me Laporta one and Kincaid two. But it's a, that's a coin toss for me. So your, your process is because he plays for the Bills, you're going yeah, with Laporta? I, I think it's a legitimate coin toss, and because you're a Bills fan, and I'm not, I'm just oh, going to say Laporta. I didn't know if you meant that be like, like on a personal level or because of the, the players <laughs> no, in the way no, no, that no. you were referring yeah, to. No, 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 no. All right. it, it is literally coin toss, but I, I, I will go for the sake of the show and the bit hmm. of being a Dolphins fan. I will say Laporta 1, Kincaid 2. Okay. What, what yardage do you feel is safe to project both of those guys to go over? I've I've thought about this a lot from Kincaid's perspective. Um, I think he can average three and a half catches a game, and if he does that, oh boy, that puts him around sixty. That puts him right at about sixty. Sixty yards? No, a sixty reception. So if he averages what? What do you think? Eleven and a half, twelve yards per catch is probably reasonable. We'll go eleven and a half. That puts him at six ninety, somewhere like that, around seven hundred yards. I was going to say. For both of them to clear and be confident, my number would have been six fifty. Yeah, I the thing about the, the thing that worries me a little about about Laporta is like they just rolled with Brock Wright last year as their starting tight end after they traded away T.J. Hawkins, and I think that they buzz, though. oh, I and he should he should have it. I think it's going to be pretty close. Okay, now number three is where the Wild West opens up. Yeah. From a candidate's perspective, you have Michael Mayer. Obviously, the Raiders making a big transition at tight end. You have Luke Musgrave, who Green Bay has done anything and everything under the sun with thus far in, in camp in the preseason with. That's probably it for the guys that I think really... Shoemaker, does he have a yeah, Jake Ferguson's got a lot of buzz. There's a lot of positivity around Jake Ferguson. Imagine being surprised. Jake Ferguson's going to end up being a successful NFL tight end. They still picked him pretty high. Brenton strange has been pretty productive as well. I, I mean, that's kind of yeah. tough with, cause he's probably what at best, the sixth option in that passing game at best. Right. You've got ETN in the backfield. 
Bigsby from a carries perspective will take a good volume, but then you have Ingram in the tight end room alone. Right. And, and then you have Calvin Ridley's back and Christian Kurt, like, and Zay Jones was really productive for them last right. year. I, I just think that the numbers aren't friendly there, but if ever, if everybody's kind of work, I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave because the slate is effectively blank for everybody. You got a first time quarterback. You got all mm-hmm. first and second year wide receivers. They're moving them around, so they're finding all these ways to keep them on the field. I'll go with Luke Musgrave. That's who I had as well. So we had the same three, but our number one is different. Do we make that a draft dude's bet? You want it? I don't have enough conviction because I said it was a coin toss. <laughs> you're already get, you're already going to get me on enough of my bold bets that I went out on a limb for for the sake of the bold bets segment. So you might we might not re, might not be doing that again next year. Yeah, unless I step up my game to make our bets. <laughs> <laughs> Got to let them organically happen. Just yeah, put them on I the get, table there. When I get wiped to the floor with our bets this year, I will make sure that you want to you want to take. I have Zay Flowers as number four. You, I'll 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 put that out there for you. The fourth of the first round wide receivers, Zay Flowers has the least amount of receiving. I'll take that bet. Okay. Let's do it. That that felt like a little bit of a redemption, right? Like, yeah, I put something pretty bold out there. Yeah, you took it. It's a it's a bold bet. So I'll I'll write it on the list here when we're done, which I think we're done. I think we're done. Okay, great. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. This is Locked on NFL Scouting. Hope you guys enjoyed this jaunt through the uh, rookies on the offensive side of the ball, looking at passing game production. And kind of our predictions on how the pecking order is going to fall. Uh, you can hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to uh, LinkedIn and also Bird Dogs, the white tech hat right here, um, for, for helping support the program as well. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Come on back. See us again tomorrow. We are out of here. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.